and welcome to Heart of Medicine. Today, we're going to talk about what your doctor is wearing when he or she is in the exam room and how that changes your perception of your physician. Does the white coat make the physician more effective with the patient? Does it increase authority over other team members? And over time, the change that we have witnessed in medicine with doctors dressing differently, is that a good change or a bad change? Most importantly, we're going to discuss whether this transition away from the traditional white coat is symbolic of a bigger shift in medicine and in our societal perceptions. I'm your host, Dr. Pyle Coley, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Dr. Suzanne Barron and Dr. Hari Naidu. Hey, guys. Hey, Pyle. Hi. So before we get started, guys, I want to hear your preferences. I am a huge fan of the white coat because it allows me the pockets to put my stethoscope and my phone and put my pens and my EKG calipers. But I want to hear what you do in your clinical practice. And then I want you to comment on whether you think doctors are more effective when they're wearing that white coat over their professional attire. Or do you think that scrubs are just as effective? And give me your perspective, both as a physician and as a patient. You know, I'm notorious right now for not wearing a white coat. I haven't worn a white coat in a long time. But I do think that it has a lot to do with whether you feel that the patient needs that uh, that visible cue to give the authority and, and uh, understanding of, of your experience. And I think when I was younger, uh, earlier earlier days out of fellowship, when I was you know newly minted attending, I did wear the white coat or I wore a suit actually in the office. And I do feel it felt uh, more professional, more respectful of the profession at that time. Um, and I do feel that patients looked at that as, as authority and a respect for the relationship. It's funny that over the years, I've kind of abandoned that. I think, you know, going into procedural specialty, I was oftentimes running between the office and uh, the cath lab. I, I didn't have the luxury of isolating the days, so I was only in the office at that time. And so I would oftentimes wear scrubs, and I realized that patients were fine with that as well. And so over time, I just kept doing scrubs so I can have that flexibility, but also for comfort. And I started to value that a little bit more. But I think this is an important and, and fun topic, but also very important in terms of that relationship. You know, I'm a little bit in between. Being procedural, you know, 80% of the time I'm in I'm in scrubs. And, and those folks who know me, I, I also am a big fan of wearing hoodie sweatshirts uh, and have gone through several during my time uh, as a, a solo and now as an interventional cardiology. In fact, every time I started a new hospital, I've got a new hoodie. Um, and so I used to, when I was younger, same as you, Hari, I used to actually, when I would go out to talk to a patient's family after doing a procedure, I would put my white coat on over my hoodie, which was quite a look and a little bulky. <laughs> but I would do that for the same reason that you mentioned, which is, is that, you know, when you're coming out to discuss, you know, a patient's just had a heart attack and you've done a procedure and whether things have gone well or wrong, well or not, you really want to make sure that you're exuding an air, an air of confidence and authority. And so I would throw the white coat on. I've gotten less out of the habit of doing that as well when I'm in the procedural setting. And at this point, I've, I'm pretty comfortable speaking with patients after a procedure just in my scrubs. That said, I spend you know a day a week in clinic as well. And I'm pretty careful to be well-dressed, uh, in dressed up, not well-dressed, but well, well, hopefully well-dressed. I hope I'm well-dressed. Uh, <laughs> dressed <laughs> dressed in dressed in clinic and you know in professional clothes you know uh, slacks sweater dress you know heels and I uh, sometimes will use the white coat at that point but for me I feel like the choice there is less white coat and more of just we are in a professional you know office setting and I think my patients expect from me 
at least, uh, that I will be in a business casual clothes. You know, it's interesting that you guys say that because that's really what the research is actually showing. So there was a Hopkins survey done several years ago that showed that, you know, patients tended to prefer their surgeons or procedural doctors to be wearing a white coat with the scrubs on underneath, but they actually preferred their office doctors, whether that was a family medicine or dermatologist or what have you, to actually be wearing business attire, but also with the white coat. So if you look at all the psychology data that really tells us that patients are more likely to obviously not just, you know, respect you a little bit more, but actually more willing to share their social, sexual and psychological problems with somebody who's dressed in a white coat. It's really along a spectrum if you think about it, because, you know, white coat with business attire underneath is kind of one end of the professionalism spectrum. But one could argue, Suzanne and Harris, you guys have said that, you know, scrubs are part of our daily work uniform. And that's equally as professional. But it really does raise the question of whether we should be altering what we're wearing according to our practice setting, according to our specialty, and perhaps even according to the person in front of us. Because the data tells us that people who are older actually are giving lower professionalism scores to doctors that show up in scrubs as opposed to patients that are younger. And that's not all that surprising when you think about it. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. I do think there's a shift in what younger people consider appropriate and what older people may consider appropriate. And that also highlights that there's a change in perception of uh, of the doctor, right? I mean, I think this tags into maybe some of the, what you were talking about or that we want to get into later on, perhaps, which is that what is the perception of a physician and where does that authority come from? And if we dress down all the time, are we, are we eroding that? I tend to think not because I I think the perception that's visual is sort of an intro to the doctor and ultimately it's your relationship, your experience, how you can get a patient better over time that builds that authority over time. And I do think that there is some erosion of you know being that doctor, being that authority or having that place in society, but I'm not so sure how much the, the attire has to do with that versus you know lots of other things in, in society that are changing. And to be totally fair, Hari, I mean, I think the one thing I would add to that, though, is inside, you know, I think we're, we are in a, a bit of a unique experience uh, being proceduralists. And so I think in some ways, our relationships with our patients are a little bit, they're a little bit different because we are in that procedural role um, and patients can react differently. I will certainly say that many patients who I interact with, who I have done a procedure on, I get the impression would care a lot less about what I was wearing, whereas if it was I was meeting a patient for the first time and I was recommending that therapy or blood pressure therapy, that they probably may be looking. A li- I, I would be worried that they'd be thinking a little bit differently about me because I haven't established a, a procedural or even a patient relationship. I'd be interested to hear from you, Pyle, um, since you know you you are in the clinical setting, uh, in the office setting. You know what your experience has been. No, I think, Suzanne, you're you're spot on. And, you know, not doing procedures and wearing scrubs to me seems like a little bit of a disconnect. Now, of course, you know, there there is that perception of scrubs with the medical profession. So often if you're wearing just scrubs as in the office, then people do think you're obviously part of a medical office. But I've personally felt it and the data shows as well that females who are wearing scrubs are more likely to be misidentified as non-physician healthcare professionals. So if, if I walked into my office meeting a patient for the first time wearing just scrubs and not necessarily a white coat, the research actually shows that I'm more likely to be identified as a 
another member of the healthcare team and not necessarily the physician. So I actually think of it kind of like my armor almost, you know, I, yeah. I put it on not just to protect myself from germs and whatever, have my pockets, but also as a way to put a label out there that even though I'm young and, and you know, I'm wearing scrubs, I'm still the physician. And, you know, that's an important thing, I think, to put out there. It's also interesting to me because now we have a lot of non-physicians who have started wearing white coats, especially in the hospital setting, whether that be, you know, pharmacists or advanced practice providers like nurse practitioners and PAs, lab technicians sometimes wear white coats. I'm curious what you guys think about you know, not just the erosion, of course, of the white coat as a symbol of the physician, but the spillover of the white coat yeah. to other parts of medicine. This is very interesting. It brings up a memory because when I was a resident at Cornell, we were one of the few uh, hospitals that still had short white coats for residents. And one of the negotiations that we had as a, as a residency uh, across the board was to have long white coats. And I remember that physicians on the GMEC were worried that how are we going to differentiate the attendings? So it, it comes up in, in all these ways, which is that obviously, ultimately, the patients will know who their attendings are, but it, these cues help, but they can confuse things as well. I'm also interested more about your both your perspectives, because it's true that I think if I'm wearing scrubs, I'm really not mistaken for anybody else other than uh, being a physician, but I, I do recognize that as a, as a female, you may be mistaken for being a medical assistant or a nurse, and these are all important members of the team. But of course, you want to have, and you deserve to have the authority of the of the leader of the team as the physician. And I think that that could put women at a disadvantage, in which case they may want to use other cues, such as the white coat or their attire, to signal out that they are the leader of the team and have all of that experience as well as all that training to be that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it is a reality that a lot of women uh, in medicine face that you know there is not an automatic assumption uh, when you walk in the room that you are necessarily the physician, and I, I do think you're absolutely right. I think what you're wearing sometimes can absolutely help with that, um, and I think I think it's not only just uh, the the gender of the sex, but it's also the age as well. Um, I think you know I think there remains that kind of. The, expectation of the, you know, old white-haired male doctor comes into the room. Um, and so, you know, when you're both young and female, it's it's kind of a double whammy there. Now, all of that said, I love it when my patients say, oh my goodness, you look too young to be the doctor. You know, what did you do? Graduate med school when you're like 12? And I'm like, yes, yes, I did. Just keep talking. But even though we all know that's not true, and at some point they're going to stop saying that, and then I'm going to be really, really sad. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's funny because I've also experienced the opposite problem where it's not just the dressing down, but actually the dressing up. So, you know, because I have this position on television, sometimes it's I'm actually going from the television studio straight to my clinic or my office. So I'm dressed in very, very form, extremely formal attire, a career dress or business suit with a white coat on top of it or what have you. And patients are always like, why are you so dressed up? You know, so it's actually interesting how even the patient over time has sort of molded a perception in their head, I think, of what their physician ought to look like in the exam room. And I think over time, it's really gone from being the, you know, bow tie wearing, house call doing old physician to being sort of a more dressed in business casual, not super formal clothes. And even perhaps accepting them wearing almost gym-like clothes, wearing the scrub pants with the fleece on top of it, you know, with the embroidery on the fleece or what have you. That's become a very 
kind of normal part of the physician uniform as well. But it raises a couple of questions, I think, in my mind. The first is, should doctors have a dress code? Like, should we have a uniform? And if you look at what the American Medical Association says, it basically says that our clothes need to be clean, they need to be unsoiled, and they need to be appropriate to the setting of care. So besides the Mayo Clinic, as far as I know, I'm not really aware of any other hospital systems that are imposing specific dress codes for physicians based on their setting or anything else. The American Medical Association has sort of left it up to us. But Suzanne and Harry, I'm curious to hear you guys. What do you think? Do you think you could be too dressed up for work? And should you be wearing a lot of makeup as a woman? Or is that considered a little bit too far on the other end of the spectrum of what physicians ought to be doing? You know, when I was a resident, I, I feel like these conversations were there. And I, I, I do recall people being singled out that they weren't dressing up uh, professionally. And it was men as well as women. I think oftentimes more than men. I think that in some places they had to wear a tie if they're in the office, trying to remember. But these are things that certainly we don't require anymore. And I think nowadays we allow people just to wear scrubs as long as they're clean and uh, more of a professional behavior, focusing on the behavior rather than focusing on the attire these days. I'm just going to put it out there, and maybe this was Jessica from Slobby, but even when I'm wearing my white coat, I'm always constantly looking and being like, oh my God, I have a pen, you know, I have a pen leak that leaked into one of the pockets a little bit, or my cuffs look a little dirty. I almost feel like I sometimes look a little bit more disheveled with the white coat on. And maybe that just means that I'm a slob, or maybe it just means I need to wash my white coat every more, but I'm more, but I do do it every week uh, when when I wear it. So I, I don't think you needed per se an actual dress code. I think part of that is also is that I do think that what builds the patient-doctor relationship in part is having the individuality of the physician come out. And I will certainly say that I've had patients make comments about, you know, a piece of jewelry that I'm wearing or, you know, when I when I do end up in scrubs in the office because I was in overnight, uh, you know, they'll comment about, you know, my hoodie sweatshirt looking cozy or something like that. And I, I feel like in some ways it, it makes it helps kind of further that relationship in some ways that 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 allows us to be a little bit more open with each other. You know, I like that. So I'm going to push you a little bit farther on that, Suzanne, because what we have seen over time is the commercialization of medical uniforms, right? We've seen Figs and Janu and all these other companies making brightly colored scrubs, making tight-fitting scrubs, designer scrubs, and that's really becoming a trend in medicine. And across the board, physicians, medical students, medical assistants, wherever you look, you see people buying these types of clothing, perhaps as a way to express their individuality. But what do you guys think about that? I mean, do you think that the types of scrubs you're wearing, not just wearing the scrub, but if you're wearing a tighter fitting scrubs with, you know, jogger at the bottom, that's bright pink or fuchsia. Do you think that that's going to have a different sort of an impact on a patient compared to the traditional hospital issued baggy scrubs? that are out there. You know, I do think that people are want to be more individualistic, but also they want to look good. They, you know, I think that's a trend also that people are tired of having scrubs that don't fit well and we're all different body types. Um, and so they want something that fits well. But it, it begs the question because you don't see those bright colors in doctors necessarily. You tend to see still very subdued colors in my opinion. And then the brighter colors are maybe other members of the team or that's, I don't know if you guys see the same thing, but yeah. I do feel No, like, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's also, we get it too, I think, Hari, with our lead, right? We always get to choose what sort of patterns that we have on the inside and the outside of our lead as well. 
Um, and granted, patients generally don't see that because we're covered with sterile gowns by the time we're in the room or where we're going to speak with the patient's family, the lead is off. Again, I feel like when you're, you know, you're making those choices, and I literally just did this a couple months ago starting at my, my new institution, you know, it, it is, it's a moment of showing some individuality about, you know, kind of what speaks to you or what you're most comfortable with. Um, and I do think that having that level of individuality is you know, I think an important thing as we as we all kind of continue to navigate what is becoming a more and more, you know, difficult terrain of clinical medicine. Yeah, no, I think individuality is is ultimate. And just because we're physicians or healthcare providers doesn't mean we should lose that. But I also think we need more research because a lot of these things that have evolved over time, we don't know the impact on our patients. And and it's interesting because they've actually done research on the color of your scrubs and how it changes patient perception. And patients actually think green is the color that surgeons should be wearing. And that's in some way sort of psychologically associated with better outcomes. And then outside of the OR, they actually picked blue for both sexes to be wearing because they feel blue represents loyalty, confidence, and trust, whereas green is like a color of healing, color of nature, color of high quality. And the opposite, black scrubs, which I've often seen a lot of people do just because, you know, they don't stain and black is slimming for everyone and and it's a popular color out there, evokes fear, darkness, and has symbolism associated with death. There were some people who responded to the study that actually said it reminds them of a mortician's uniform because it's black, you know? So it, it on a subconscious or perhaps even conscious level evokes emotions in our patients that could be changing the way that they potentially, you know, interact with us. So I do think it's important for us to express ourselves, but I'm really curious about how we could get more research about how the ways in which we dress impact our patients. So one thing that reminds me, uh, when I was director of uh, my prior hospital, you know, I had authority to select the color of the scrubs. And so I did go from, I think when I got there, they were gray and then I moved them to black because I did a survey of all of our staff and it turned out everybody wanted black, but that was the majority. So we went for black over a few years. And then ultimately, I think we had one or two patient complaints that it did seem morbid. And so ultimately that got, yeah. So ultimately they asked us to change it. We did another survey and we came up with Navy. So Navy, I think is oftentimes slimming too, and it looks good on most people. And so that's where I left it. But it also tells you another thing, which is that some hospitals try to have certain colors for different areas. Like you said, the OR is green, maybe the cath lab is navy. And I do know that when at, at one point uh, the hospital went to these uh, blue and white uh, scrubs, like white tops and blue bottoms for nurses. And I, I remember that it did make a, a change in sort of how the place looked. It looked more professional because all the nurses had the same uniform and it was actually a nice fitting uniform that no one complained about. Um, so there's something there about a uniform and a standardization that gives a semblance of either professionalism or, you know, we got this together type of thing. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's funny because when we were residents at the VA, the Veterans Affairs uh, Administration Hospital, it's got the housekeeping stamped onto the leg of the scrub. Mm. It's And it's just so that the scrubs can be marked to go back to housekeeping when they're done. But if you're walking around the hospital wearing a scrub that has a stamp of housekeeping on it, a lot of people think you're part of the housekeeping department in the hospital, you know? So like the scrubs can have such an impact on so many interactions. The last thing I want to leave you guys and our listeners with is, do you think that this taking off of the white coat does represent the symbolic shift in the philosophy of the physician and of medicine? 
And do you think it's been a positive change or would you like to see the white coat come back symbolically and literally? You know, I think this ties into something I was saying before, which is that I do think that as a field, there's been some erosion in how doctors are perceived. And I'm not sure what that's about. Is it about the anti-science stuff or the anti-intellectualism stuff? Or just the fact that people all want to feel like they're the captain of their own ship and they don't want to give authority to anybody, be it in any field, you know, unless they are hiring that person directly for some particular purpose. So I think the white coat and the attire is a way of pushing that authority back on society, but I'm not sure it's authentic, meaning that at the end of the day, it's just an attire. And I think what we're really lacking is a sense that people want to give authority to anybody else over anything in their life. And you know, obviously we're physicians and we have that ability on an individual basis with patients to develop that and we love our field and that's why we go into it and we have thousands of patients who we have that great relationship with. But I think if I look at the whole field in general, I think we have that luxury and all doctors are trying to get there and attire maybe gets you there to some extent. I think we're missing something else that would allow us to you know, be back where we were. But it's interesting because like, I read this in a magazine a long time ago where they said, if you saw the president of the United States in his pajamas, how would you react? You know, because that role symbolizes something. There's a leadership there. There's an inherent professionalism associated with that role. And so seeing him in his boxer shorts or in his pajamas, and that's obviously an extreme, but that would totally change your perception and evoke some emotions. So I wonder if the same is true for us, that slowly we have eroded ourselves because we've been wearing more casual clothes. I mean, for the president, it's like they, it's, there's a lot of research. They they almost always wear a red tie. They almost always wear right. an AP suit. That's pretty much it with a white shirt. They really don't have any other attire outside. You can see this on the debate stages as well. I think that's an extreme, but I think it, it does hit a point that it can be, a attire can be a very powerful right. uh, calling card for authority. And we have abandoned that. Um, but I think we're trying to juggle our own individualistic nature and the fact that we have authority with our patients on the individual basis, but maybe maybe what we've lost is is some of that on the on the on the larger scale. Suzanne, any final thoughts? I mean, I think that it's also a bit reflective of how the patient doctor relationship has changed over time. I mean, 40, 50 years ago, it was a much more paternalistic uh, patient you know, relationship where you know the doctor said, "Hi, you will take this medicine." And, you know, and that was it. And there was no discussion. Whereas now, you know, we live in an era where there is shared decision making and, you know, a lot of autonomy, um, patient autonomy and discussions around the the data that goes in and the decisions that are made. And so I think that that has shown that has been a shift over time. And I think in some ways that shift has been reflected a bit in, in what we're expected to wear in, in that there's more individuality within the patient-doctor relationship within patient autonomy, and that's reflected a bit, I think, with with us as well as physicians. You know, where this will kind of all eventually settle out and whether it will be, you know, 100% positive or 100% negative, hard to know, but I think it'll be interesting to see how things turn out over time. Well, guys, I want to thank you for a really fascinating discussion. I know I'm going to be a lot more mindful of what I'm wearing the next time I go in to meet a patient. And to our audience, we hope that you'll write in with questions, comments, reactions. What would you want your doctor to wear? What do you wear when you see your patients and why? Also, please be sure to subscribe and follow us on Google, Apple, or Spotify podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please do review us. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Take care. 
This podcast is sponsored by Asperion Therapeutics. Asperion Therapeutics, providing the next step in getting patients to their LDL cholesterol goal. Visit www.asperionscience.com to learn more.